well, well, well. I am guilty once again of procrastinating and not focusing on what matters. CPTSD can do that to you, and any amount of post-traumatic stress disorder can result in stagnation. That's mainly because we are so conditioned to these behavior patterns that when things start to get better and we heal and change our habits, there's a part of our brain that just freaks out and tries to change back because that's not normal for us. I've been struggling with my audio for some reason um, trying to record this episode, and I'm not sure why, Um, so I'm going to let the post-edit magic mastering um, try to fix it. If this episode sounds a little bit off, um, I apologize. I think I may have to get a new microphone soon because um, it seems no level of adjusting inside my program for recording is fixing the background issues that I'm experiencing with my microphone that I've been using. Um, So anyway, back to the episode. (laughs) And okay. Yes. So our brains freak out and they try to go back to what is normal for us because healing and change and positive habits are not normal for us. And if it's not normal, it's not right. Therefore, our brains try to revert back to our old ways and our little voice comes back to tell us we aren't worth change and that it is perfectly fine to stay miserable, quiet, and ignore what matters because we are not deserving of it. It is so exhausting to heal a brain that we did not break ourselves. It's nearly like a full-time job where we are not only the boss, but sole employee of the company. This episode was originally named Codependency, And I was going to dive into the cause and effect of what codependency is in our lives. But with everything that has come up in my life and what I'm having to do right now, I am saving that full-length episode for another time. And I am writing this. A mini-episode. Shorter than my others. But something to get the dust off the keyboard. (laughs) You see, upon writing episode 12 originally, I was super focused and ready to hit the ground running with getting it released, and then I bet you can guess what happens. Burnout! Waking up was hard. Going to work was harder. No amount of lying to myself, positive affirmations in the mirror, or even meditation was helping my mind stay balanced and calm. I woke up every morning feeling like how I imagined my mother feels. Angry. Why I am here today is because I have a lot that I wanted to talk about, and not along the lines of a usual episode, but I needed to get this out because I promised you I would keep going, and I am. Even if it is not the normal episode that is scripted and sculpted and properly put together, and maybe not sounding like the others, um, that's what this episode is going to be. The good, the bad, and the ugly with healing from a narcissistic influence is mostly ugly. It's the ugly that tears you down and makes you feel worthless. My brain is only used to thriving in an environment that is unhealthy. 
It has cost me so much in life that I could write a laundry list, almost down to the dates. So when things start to improve and I am in a good, like, headspace, I self-sabotage. Yes, we've spoken of this recently, and it does keep coming back up because it is entirely unpredictable. The only thing we can do is handle it as it comes, and I will admit it has come up a lot recently as I have not been able to work through it as much as I feel it is because I am going through heavy life changes and I feel entirely isolated from expressing it. Sure, I have been talking about it with my friends and my dad, but that little girl inside of me who is so desperate for love and attention is crying out for her mother. Crying, screaming, pleading for her mother to come home and listen to all that she has accomplished. The pain kicks in when I realize again I only have what I have right now and have gotten this far is because she is gone. I wouldn't have this life and I wouldn't be able to be who I want to be if it wasn't for her being gone. I guess in the end, it's not about wanting my mother back, but wanting to fill the void from her absence and replace her with a mother who is caring and wants the best for their daughter. I have had almost no satisfaction in my endeavors lately, because it felt pointless without her knowing. That's a very dirty trick she left in me. A small ounce of control of not being able to do anything without her. There are days where I have felt absolutely hopeless, because even though I am doing so much better, I just want a mother. Not my mother. Not the one I knew. It's only natural to feel this way, and I have to keep telling myself this. This everyday struggle of pushing past this pain and forcing myself to realize it is better this way. It's not easy. It's not supposed to be. And as my good friend once corrected me from saying, it is what it is, to, no, it is what it shouldn't be. And that's life. I am sitting here writing this at work, and it is my last week here. I have turned in my notice Because at the beginning of the month, I am finally going to school to obtain my license in massage therapy. I have a lot of experience in the industry, and I am deeply passionate about it. Ever since I moved out of the house, I have worked dead-end job after dead-end job just to try and get by and pay the bills. Looking for something in every job that fills a void in myself when I was really just buying time. Because I was homeschooled, I had no future set up for me. No goals or ambitions outside of what my mother sculpted for me. Well, that did not include a career. Once I was on my own, I was really on my own. I had no college or academic experience. I had no funding or money to go to college to do anything at all, even if I had any idea what I wanted to do at 18. I knew I loved psychology and massage therapy. I knew I was good at photography and makeup. I knew I could act. I knew I could write. None of these brought me money in the moment to pay bills. So I had to find regular jobs just to pay those. What I was not prepared for is how draining it would all be. How much of my personality would change to structure myself for a job I knew wouldn't get me to retirement. 
how much time I would lose due to an ever-changing and rotating schedule that could change at any minute, how much I did not understand social cues and how jobs work. I saw every job as a second home and a boss as a parental figure and would become distressed when I was guided like I should be or wasn't. It's taken me years to realize that as an employee, it is supposed to be just that, an employee. They are expected to know their job and do it with little to no instruction. Yes, I adapted and became a stand-up employee whenever I worked somewhere because I was a natural people pleaser. So I spent all of these years searching for an ounce of hope that I would stumble upon something that I could make a career. Excuses, 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 and that's all I had for so many years because I did not understand how to self-motivate. I started working in the massage field as a simple front desk associate and worked my way into management. This ended in me working in over seven locations and meeting countless therapists while learning and getting massage care. I so badly wanted to become a massage therapist because I knew that it was something that meant everything to me because it made me feel better. But I also knew that that meant school. I did my research and found a community college that had a program for getting my license and learning the craft. And then came the problem. Money. Seeing that at this point, my parents were still together. I called my mom and I expressed to her how much I wanted to go to school to get my license and so forth. I was only met with financial questions. How are you going to pay for it? Can you get a loan? Can you get financial aid? While I looked into it, I had never qualified because I had no credits and my parents made too much money for financial aid to accept me at the time. Well, my father made too much money, but my mother didn't care. She insisted they couldn't afford to pay for anything and I was on my own if I wanted to do that. There was also her telling me I wouldn't finish and she wouldn't help me with something that I'm going to just get bored of in a year. She would always use that on me. Something I will get bored of. No, mother, you get bored of things which you conditioned in me as a normal habit. By the time I was even in a spot where I could possibly start paying for it on my own, the school dropped the classes due to lack of signups, and my only options I could find that were way out of my price remained. So I gave up the idea of becoming a massage therapist for years. Well, after working in the power sports industry, for several years, I was asked a question by a fellow coworker. Is this a job or a career to you? As if it was any of their business since they weren't in charge of me. Well, this is a job. I don't plan on working in shipping and receiving, making barely enough to get by when I'm your age. And that is when it started to set in. I have my podcast, my dog, a roof over my head. Bills that are paid, barely. Someone who loves me. But that's all I'm doing. Working a job. Nothing about it fuels any fire in me. Nothing about it makes me want to achieve or amount to anything more in life. It just gives me a paycheck and some good memories and jokes that will live deep in my heart. But jobs do that. 
everything got really heavy. And I started to really think, what is going to fulfill me? What do I want to do now in this life that could get me through day by day? What out there can I do in order to change my life for the better and maybe finally succeed? And it came back. Massage therapy. Just as I was pondering over it all, I was invited out for a get-together at the local piano bar, which ended up being way too crowded. So we all went to one of my favorite pubs for food and casual chit-chat. The lovely lady that accompanied us was a high school friend of my roommate and someone who I had had brief encounters with prior to this night. Well, she happens to be a massage therapist who runs her own business at the bottom of my current apartment complex. We have these really cool salon and boutiques at the bottom and shops. It's really nice. She expressed to me that she needs someone to come in and help her work alongside her. She explained to me that the entire process and gave me the resources and informed me that if I am serious about wanting to be a massage therapist, she's going to help make that possible. I felt like this is a sign if I had ever seen one. A bright neon sign that said, do it. I'd be lying if I said I didn't almost cry into my beer during this discussion. (laughs) I knew that I wouldn't be able to just go and get my license right away. It would take a lot of change and restructing of my current life. And I was nervous. But going on, I had originally planned on doing evening classes after my current job and work there until I'm licensed and working in the field. That plan, while smart, did not make itself easy because the only time available um, to do that would have been over a year. So I was left with a second choice of doing school during the day, leaving my current job to go back to working nights, bartending and serving in order to go through school. Well, even As fearful as I am of change, I knew that this was something absolutely necessary in my life. And if I ever wanted the chance to get away from the unending grind of a dead-end job, then I had to make this sacrifice. So, I secured myself a job right before school starts on October 3rd, and I put in my notice at my current job. I love this job, and I love who I work with. But I know in my heart that this wasn't supposed to be my forever and my passion and desire to help people is, and that is my purpose. While all of this has been going on since the last episode, I have barely had the headspace to write and record, but I wanted to sit down today and get this out so that you can all understand a little bit more about what has been going on during the downtimes between episodes. I guess the best thing I can do is stop promising when episodes will be released and just tell you to stay tuned for updates. But know that while I'm in school and working nights, my schedule will be very hectic, only for the next few months. I am hoping and praying that this change and getting into my career, knowing I will be making my own schedule and working on my own terms, that it will allow for me to live and do what I need, which includes to focus on this podcast and writing my book. 
I do have a fundraiser through GoFundMe to help with the cost of school supplies and fees that come with getting my license. If any of you felt so inclined and wanted to donate a dollar or two to help me get there, I have dropped a link here in the bio as well as on my Instagram. I would be deeply thankful to anyone who can afford to spare some spare change (laughs) my way so that I can transition into my career and also help this podcast and future projects that I have worked so hard on trying to get together. You can find my Instagram by searching Dark Moments Podcast, where you'll see my face as the new logo. I decided I needed a personal touch to the show, as if it wasn't already personal enough. I appreciate your time today, and thank you for taking a moment to listen. I may be inconsistent, but one thing is for sure. I love this podcast and helping you in the process. All that matters is that we are heard. Don't think I forgot. As we bring this little episode to a close, I ask you to take a deep breath. As you let it go, please remember, you are safe here and you are not what happened to you. Please reach out to me if you have any questions or would like to share anything with me at all. I will be here. Thank you again.